Welcome to Curious Psalms, a podcast where we practice reading and praying this wonderful prayer book of God's people. I'm your host, Matt, and returning to the podcast for a conversation about Psalm 67 is Grant Sork. In this conversation about this psalm of blessing, we talk about the ways that the blessing itself is a kind of plea for God to bring the nations to praise him. We talk about what that tells us about God, the ways that he works through a chosen people. And we talk about several ways that this psalm might help us to pray, not only for our neighbor, but also even for our enemies. So there's plenty in this conversation. To get us started, here's Grant reading Psalm 67. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine on us so that your ways may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. May the peoples praise you, God. May all the peoples praise you. May the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you rule the peoples with equity and guide the nations of the earth. May the peoples praise you, God. May all the peoples praise you. The land yields its harvest. God, our God, blesses us. May God bless us still, so that all the ends of the earth will fear him. Grant, welcome back to Curious Psalms. Yeah, thanks for having me back. Well, that is my pleasure. I'm glad that you just read Psalm 67, mm-hmm. not Psalm 80, like you joked about before, <laughs> that you came in prepared to talk about a different psalm. I, that has not yet happened to me, Yeah, but I'm anticipating that one day... It will. Like, like one day somebody's going to be like, uh, yeah, I mean, this is a good one, Matt, but I like this one a little more. <laughs> well, so we're going to go little... back. <laughs> I'm less worried about someone going rogue like that. I'm more worried about a typo in an email mm, that has someone yeah. prepared for like an entirely different song. Oh, man. So, yeah. For sure. So far. Thank goodness that hasn't happened. <laughs> but we are both here and ready to talk about Psalm 67. Yeah. Uh, let's dive in with our opening question. Yeah. Grant, what stood out to you in reading this song? Yeah. One thing that what that stood out to me is the way it's phrased is it felt more like a plea, like on behalf of others to, mm. to praise him. Kind of like requesting God, like, please, like, let people want to praise you is almost like how it read to me. Where if you go back to 66 and you kind of like in verse eight, it just reads, praise our God, all peoples, almost as more of like, this is just what should be done. And then in 67, it reads is let all the peoples praise you like desiring that for people not just saying like this is what we should do but you know the psalmist's heart behind this is like desiring for people to pray to want to praise him Hmm. is how it read to me and so that that stood out to me just kind of like the heart of that yeah that's uh, yeah the language shift is interesting certainly yeah Mm -hmm. and the contrast with psalm 66 is an interesting one to draw out grant because there yeah like you're saying it's kind of command language Mm -hmm. and you know the psalm opens it's kind of with this what's sometimes called the Aaronic blessing because it's the blessing that Aaron and the priests were Mm -hmm. to give the people Israel. So that verse one, may God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine on us. Right. And then it goes on. And so there's this sense, I'm really intrigued now by this idea of blessing and plea kind of being together. It's Mm -hmm. almost like the psalmist is saying, this is the kind of world (laughs) we want to inhabit. Would you bless our world so that the people would praise you, right? All the people's would praise you that's an interesting observation one thing that stood out to me in this psalm is that there's no mention of enemies Mm -hmm. but there's still mention of the nations and peoples and so it feels like so so often in the psalms we've been well forced in many ways to talk about enemies and here 
it's very clear when the psalmist talks about all peoples, it's talking about all different peoples, different nations, right. all these groups who often have a stance of being an enemy yeah. of God's people in the psalmist's eyes. And yet here, there's no sense of enmity between them and these peoples. There's this much broader vision of, you know what, all of us should be, well, to use your word again, it's a pleading for all of us should be coming to worship you, right. God. And that that just stood out to me as a somewhat unique tone for, not necessarily for the Psalms as a whole, but for a particular Psalm to take. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I really, yeah. And appreciate you pointing out the enemy aspect to it because another kind of that just brought to my mind, like this could be a good ex- exemplification of what it could look like to love your neighbor and love your enemies, right? Like love those who hate you where kind of what you're saying where all these people can be enemies, right? Yeah. And or they could just be, you know, because there's no way we can know everybody, right? So even people we don't know or enemies like this is a way to love our neighbor hmm. to kind of have this heart of wanting them to praise God and to come to know God and have a relationship with God and having that heart of wanting that for others is a way of loving your neighbor. Yeah, that's so interesting. I'm thinking as you were saying that, I'm thinking, yeah, what would it have been like for say an Israelite in captivity in Babylon Hmm. to be praying the song? Like what, what layers would there be, right? Let all the peoples praise you. Let the Babylonians praise you. It feels like, in there, there there would be so much of both. Uh, I mean, I think the temptation is to say, well, forget them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely. They can be the ones that are crushed. Like, that's one of the things that I find really interesting is, is let all the peoples praise you. But there is no kind of second line of, and let those who oppose you be crushed, hmm. which often the Psalms do, right? It's like, okay, you know, we're calling all the nations, we're calling all creation, and those who oppose you, let's take care of them, God. That's often a part of the prayer, but that's just not, it's not here. It's not present in this particular psalm. And the focus is just clearly one of rich, rich blessing, which maybe to lead us into our second question tells us yeah. something about God. But what do you think we learn or encounter about God in this psalm? That felt like a leading question, but you're able, you're allowed to take it wherever you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think like the psalm, because again, it's like all about the psalmist praising God, right? And like wanting people to praise him for who he is. And like not necessarily going down like the list of all the reasons why. Oh, yeah. Where again, like because that was already kind of talked about in Psalm 65, which you you and Amy talked about where there's like abundance and things of that nature. Yeah. And but there is like a quite a like a short callback to that in verse six where the land yields its harvest. God, our God blesses us. Yes. And so calling back to the idea that God is present, God is blessing us. And for though, and like, you know, the psalmist's heart, I think, is explaining like, wow, like how beautiful it is for me to experience that, how great it is to have that in my own life. Man, I want that for others, right? And so that character and, and, and heart of wanting others to have that is reflecting like the heart of God, right? Because the heart of God is blessing us and showing love for us while also wanting us to have um, the heart to want that for others. But but yeah, and also kind of in verse two, it kind of gives the reason why we want the blessing, right? Mm. Or why the psalmist wants the blessing so that your ways may be known on the earth, your salvation among all nations. It's not just like uh, the psalmist isn't just wanting like God to be a genie, right? It's, yeah. it's 
there's purpose behind the blessing so yes. that your ways are known on the earth. And I think that reflects God's character where God wants us to not just want to be treated well for the sake of being treated well, like, you know, the equivalent of like, you know, a child like being like, oh, can we go to Disneyland just because <laughs> like I want to have fun? Like it's it's not just like, you know, God, you know, being like the Disneyland, like a Disneyland family, right? Where it's like, oh, I'm just going to spoil you. Yeah. But there's purpose and there's, yeah, there's a purpose behind it. And so that his ways are known amongst us and that in itself is a blessing. Yeah. Right. Where it's not just like a fleshly blessing. It's a blessing of living out the way God wants us to live. And that in itself is a blessing because that in itself is life giving. Yeah. Helpful. Yeah, no, that's so good. I want to pick up on that too, because I was thinking about, you know, this, this Psalm helps us, I think, think about God's choosing mm -hmm. people I think it's one of the larger mysteries about God is why why he chooses certain people. So both mm. Old Testament and New Testament use this kind of language in different ways. But it's very clear in the Old Testament that God chooses a people. He has a chosen people right. through which he's going to work. And we, I think, understandably have the question, well, why didn't he choose everyone? And all kinds of maybe questions of fairness in that come up. But a psalm like this, and even it harkens back, right, to the very beginning of God's choosing of Abraham when he says, I'm going to bless you to be a blessing. And there's something about the way God works that he works like in specificity. He works in concrete ways, but it's always to expand outwards, exactly like what you're saying. Mm. In other words, you know, <laughs> now I've got Disneyland on the brain. Yeah. <laughs> he takes us to Disneyland, <laughs> but it's not just, like you said, not just so that we would enjoy Disneyland. Right. It's it's actually to take to potentially take everyone to Disneyland yeah. <laughs> or something like that to yeah. expand the metaphor. And, you know, I, I just find that, yeah, maybe, maybe we still would want to quibble with God about why, why choosing in the first place. Right. But the fact that the purpose of his choosing is, and the purpose of his blessing a select people is never just so that they would be insulated seems really significant, mm -hmm. right? right? And maybe we don't have an answer to why he chooses, but the fact that his purposefulness in choosing is always mm -hmm. broader yeah. than narrow right. seems really important. Yeah, that was yeah, that was so helpful the way you explained that. Because I was like struggling with that myself, like in reading this. Yeah. And, and like... <laughs> Cause I was thinking to myself like, Oh, like, should I attempt to like tackle that? Like, you know, <laughs> as I'm like reading it and I'm like, Oh man, like this is a tough one. And I ended up not focusing so much on that as I continued to reread the song, yeah. just because I was having a hard time, like articulating, articulating that. But I think you just, you did it beautifully. And that was very helpful for me as well. So, well, Grant, with yeah. those kind of comments, you're always welcome back on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's interesting. I, one of the things about the Psalms is how much they live in this tension of what it means to be God's chosen people, yeah. what it means to for that to have boundaries in some sense, right? That there are people who then are not chosen. And we've mm -hmm. talked about that in previous Psalms. I think I've talked about that with Nathan in the past, but then also what it means for those boundaries to be very porous. And this Psalm is one of those Psalms where it's like, almost like there's no boundary at all. And yeah. I think the fact that the Psalms are helping us see all those things almost at the same time is kind of one of the, helpful mysteries almost of them definitely well maybe we can move from sort of the the theolo theological and biblical to the very personal not that yeah. they're not related and ask our third and final question of how this psalm helps us to pray right yeah and again like there's definitely like <laughs> not shying away from the more 
communal aspect of the prayer and focusing on like pleading that others mm. come forward to pray. Yeah. But I think, and again, like communal and personal always like intertwines when it comes to like a relationship with totally. God and like when it comes to the church and, and all different areas. And, and I think kind of going back to what I was talking about earlier is like the heart behind the psalmist is, and, and also like what you were saying interesting that idea of like you know there are no enemies or not addressing the enemy aspect of all the peoples all the nations right and instead um desiring them to know god and 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 to praise him um for who he is and i think that and then like and then i piggybacked off of that and was talking about how that's an a way an example of loving your enemy right having that heart of desiring that and i think that it's just a helpful framework for how we can pray where when we don't feel like it, when we don't feel like praying for other people and for those who have done wrong, who have sinned and done harm against us, or even if it's people that we just plain don't get along with or people yeah. that we just don't know very well to pray and to have like, you know, whoever it is, fill in the blank of different people that may come to mind to have this way of going about praying, I think is a way that we could practically practice allowing a way for god to shape us by bringing ourselves to pray this way for other people right yeah and that just kind of opens the door for god to kind of shape our hearts and yeah. shape and change our framework and the way that we view other people and the way that we should love other people so yeah so again it's like a community focused prayer but even just bringing ourselves to do that is like a practical way that we could practice opening ourselves to allowing the Holy Spirit to change, to change our hearts towards others and uh, just giving us that desire for others to, um, to have that. Yeah. I love that grant. I was thinking about, you know, it like to use this Psalm almost as just l- the literal language of what I hear you saying. sort of like, let fill in the blank, praise you, yeah. <laughs> let them, yeah. let this person yeah. praise you. And I can just imagine the journey that that takes us on, especially when maybe when we're talking about people we're struggling with, because there's sort of like, it's almost like, okay, let this person, like, let them be changed so that they praise you. You can imagine that version of the yeah, prayer, right? Yeah, and sure. then there's the version where you realize, okay, if I pray this, then I'm kind of praying that, that they're alongside me. Like, I have to be with mm-hmm. them then if we're praising God together, oh, right? Yeah. Sure. And so going back to what you're talking about in terms of the, the ways that these prayers are also communal. And so then it's like, okay, God, now do a work in my heart such that I'm willing to stand beside them in praise, right? So I love yeah. even just the ways that this prayer, a one-line prayer could lead us on a whole journey of the spirit working in us. Right. I, I was I was maybe thinking in similar terms of kind of journeys and the ways that this psalm can help us to pray. I sometimes think that one of the ways the psalms help us to pray is by giving us words, like you said. I think sometimes it helps us ask questions that mm-hmm. we can then bring to God in prayer and kind of in reflection. As I, as I read this psalm, you know, I, I was thinking, you know, okay, when I pray, may God be gracious to us and bless us. In other words, when I'm asking God to bless me, <laughs> which I'm very happy to do, what am I actually praying for? Hmm. Like, what am I actually asking God to do yeah. in my life? And like, I thought, you know, I can just, I can begin to explore that through this psalm in so many ways. Like, like, and these seemed like helpful questions. Am I praying just for the land to yield its harvest hmm. when I ask God to bless me, right? To pick up that verse six. Am I praying just for myself to be glad and sing for joy as it talks about in verse four, right? May the nations be glad and sing for joy. 
am I willing to be ruled <laughs> as part of God's blessing? Because then, I mean, this we haven't talked about this a ton, but for you rule the people with equity and guide the nations of the earth. Yeah. Am I willing to be guided by someone other than myself as part of God's blessing? And then do I do I see God's blessing as kind of putting a requirement almost on me to spread that news? And I just thought, you know, I could, it might be a helpful practice. I know it would be a helpful practice for me, maybe for others too, to kind of walk through those questions as we think about God's blessing. Yeah. And maybe that's kind of a prayerful journaling or something. But I thought, you know, I'm very quick to kind of say, God, please bless my day yeah. <laughs> or bless oh, yeah. his food or bless me. But I'm like, okay, what What do I actually mean? Because if mm-hmm. all I mean is please make everything go right for me, right? It this psalm might suggest that there's a lot more that's part of God's blessing that I'm mis- missing or misunderstanding or I'm shrinking kind of yeah. the ways that God's blessing impacts my life in some ways. So again, that that's... It's kind of like using the language of the psalm to help drive us into kind of right. prayerful questions and reflections. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, because again, like these, yeah, like it's wanting us to ask these questions because as the psalmist is writing this song of sorts, it's like saying, giving the request, but then giving like the reasoning for it. Mm-hmm. Like we ask that you bless us so that your ways are known on the earth, right? And so, yeah, that's hopeful too, right? Where you know, where when you get into like the questions and the motives where, you know, like when I was younger reading the Psalms and kind of like when I read about like, you know, a lot of the Psalms about like, you know, praying against your enemies, right? Like I was sure. really focused on that or, you know, focusing on the Psalms where it's about like, you know, venting and like lamenting your sorrows, right? And kind of like, you know, me in my high school days kind of saw that as like an excuse to like really focus on myself and like mm. really like focus on how I'm feeling all the time and where when you really read them closely and like, you know, it took me, you know, you know, years growing up to, to grow out of that. And yeah, it's like when you read and and, and study the Psalms, like it provides you the request, it gives you the, or, you know, lament or whatever it is, but then gives you like the reasoning why that's important. Right. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's not just, yeah, it's not, it's not merely sort of the request for blessing. Mm -hmm. It's also, and this is the beauty of poetry, right. Mm -hmm. Is often it's going to take, kind of an idea and in this case we might say this is a psalm of blessing but then it begins to unpack in a host of ways yeah Uh, and i think that's one of the gifts of the psalms being poetry right where here it's like okay we're going to spend seven verses reflecting and obviously you could do more than seven but reflecting on what it means for god to bless uh the world and for us to receive his blessing but yeah it's a it's a wonderful psalm in so many ways any final words grant before we close up here final words oh man well, I don't know. I don't want to get us on another tangent. I do I do think it's interesting that like it ends with so that all the ends of the earth will fear him. Right? Oh yeah. And it like ends with that like dramatic like we want that. We want them all to fear and like you know, and that I just thought it was like interesting phrasing from like the praise and like the abundance. Yeah. But then like desiring like a fear, which isn't a bad thing, you know. Right. It's like but having that fear of like, you know, sovereign, like that honor and that sovereignty and respect, right? More fear doesn't equate to lack of uh, relationship or viewing someone as an antagonist, but there's like, a, you know, a way to have healthy fear, you know, having that level of like high respect, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, I think it's also, it's just interesting because it's, you know, because, you know, the psalmist is basically saying like, like there is like a way to conduct yourself 
you know, like a help, like, does that make sense? Yeah. I think it's actually a really helpful use of the word fear in many ways because, Mm -hmm. you know, this comes up regularly in the Psalms about fearing God. Mm -hmm. But in this context, it's so richly in the context of blessing, like you were saying, that it very clearly can't mean, you know, okay, may everyone be terrified of you. Mm -mm. Because it just would be completely incongruent with everything that comes before. So it forces us to recognize, I think, exactly what you're saying, the significance of this kind of fear, a kind of mm-hmm. godly fear, we might say, is a, a reverence, an awe, a respect, yeah, right. rather than just sort of an alienating yeah. terror. So, yeah. yeah, no, this is a great, that is a great final word, Grant. <laughs> Nicely done. And it ties in with the end of the psalm, too. Yeah, appreciate it. All right, well, thanks. Yeah. Thanks for this conversation. Thanks for joining me. Thank you. Yeah, it's always, yeah, always such a good time. Good. So, yeah, I really appreciate it. Thank you for having well, me Well, we still, we've still got many psalms to go, so we'll have to have you back once more, Grant, to compliment my points uh, and also to make your own wonderful insights. Let's conclude, <laughs> let's conclude just with these verses three through five, kind of the center mm-hmm. of the psalm once again. May the peoples praise you, God. May all the peoples praise you. May the nations be glad and sing for joy. For you rule the peoples with equity and guide the nations of the earth. May the peoples praise you, God. May all the peoples praise you. Friends, go out and pray the Psalms. Mm-hmm.